Yes, yes. What is going on, everybody? How we doing today? We feeling good. Are we feeling good? It is a fantastic Victory Tuesday. Maybe one of the best that we've ever had. But yes, just like Braylon says, Kings of the North, let's go, baby. Yes, welcome in, welcome in. Let me know that you're in here by doing some comments just like Braylon did down there in the corner. But yeah, how we feeling? How we feeling? I, I hope we're feeling good. I hope you guys all had a very good holiday weekend. I know that I did. My birthday was Friday. Christmas was yesterday. So it was a great weekend for me, especially with a Lions victory to top it off. But yeah, let me know what's up. Say you're in here once you're in here and we will get this thing rolling john peterson how you doing he says hello lions fans braylon back in the comments says thank you sheila brad and dan yes absolutely is this we're, we're gonna ask you later but uh you know this is this is quite the team we got here and um i don't know if you saw after the game they released a little hype video or something i don't know what it was but it was you know the team leading up to this point dan campbell giving his famous speeches and just saying he wants to do something special here and showing the past, you know, last time we won the division championship, last time we won a playoff game, last time we won a Super Bowl. And then he was like, we're going to do, I don't know exactly what he said, but it was, it was an amazing video if you haven't checked it out and it gave me the chills. But yeah, thank you, Sheila, Brad, and Dan. Let's get this thing rolling. Well, people will, will jump in, hopefully. I know that my... uh Stream has been a little shoddy the last few weeks, but we should be all good today. It's looking like it's good on my end. I hope that it's good out there to you guys. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, we're back, baby. We're back, and the Lions are on top. Like I said, it's a Victory Tuesday. Very special one at that because not only did we win the game, but yes, we won the division, baby. We are the kings of the North. First time in 30 years and first time ever to be the North champions because the last time we won it, it was the Central and the Buccaneers were in our division. This year, it's it's a lot different. Last time we won it, I don't know how old y'all were. I was six years old when we won <laughs> the division last. And this time, I'm 36. Just turned it. and uh, And it feels amazing. It feels amazing. Lady Lion, let's go Lions. Waited for this day a long time. Yes, definitely, definitely have been waiting for this. Win says the new king, I was zero. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, this is the first time for a lot of people seeing it. And I mean, I'm going to be honest, when it happened for me, I, har I hardly remember it at all. If, if I do at all. I mean, <laughs> I probably remember seeing Barry do a few runs and all this. And I've watched highlights from it, but... It does not mean as much as this one did to me. I'm sure it meant a ton to people back then. And, and you know, it's it was just as big. This this one, to me, just to me personally, because I remember it clear as day, was was very meaningful to me. But, uh, but yeah, how we doing? Billy, what up, doe? Good to see you in here. Hatter's house as well. Woo, let's go. I guarantee the victory and the Lions came through. That's right. We, we definitely came through. Let's talk about the game a little bit before... We get going into playoff talk. 
and all this. And we're going to let some people still get in here. But, uh, you know, I hope you guys are feeling good after this win. I'm feeling great after this win. Like I said, was a nice little birthday slash Christmas present. The Lions delivered. I don't know what you celebrate over the holidays, but the Lions delivered no matter what over this holiday season, whatever we all celebrate. And I've been asking for it year after year after year after year, and they finally came through. <laughs> but yeah, on to the game. You know, I thought we started off hot. Um, I'm liking how we we know that we got to go start off early and get the lead right away. So we're receiving the ball now. I like that being aggressive. You know, I I do like to have the ball at half. It is a nice advantage. But when we were having our third quarter struggles anyways, why not just get the ball, start off hot, and try to get a lead in the first half? And they did that. Um, you know, I thought we could have had a much better first half. I thought we could have gone into the half leading by more. One thing that upset me was when Dan Campbell called that timeout at the end of the first half after we sacked Mullins. I thought that the Vikings were going to let the clock run a little bit there, maybe run all the way down as far as they could. You know, let, let it run out to the half. Instead, we call a timeout. They take a shot. They get it. And then they end up getting a touchdown. You know, that, that was not good. But we did do some work in the first half. Second half, I thought we played well again until the end there. You know, the offensive series at the end was terrible. I wish we really could have clinched the game in that moment there when we had the ball. I didn't want to give it back to the Vikings, but we did. And then, of course, you know, John Kaminsky, you got to fall on that ball there after we sack him and we get that fumble. Could have sealed the deal right away for us instead of giving us, you know, Oh, extra heart complications down there at the end. Next time, John, just fall on that thing. I know if you pick it up, you're scoring. But you don't look like you got the hands anyways. You got, you know, I don't know. You're taped up over there. You're a D lineman. You're no hutch when it comes to the hands or bugs for that matter. I mean, bugs scooped that one up against the Broncos and was running that back. But fall on that thing next time, man. Give us that secure win. And we'll be happy. But enough with the negatives, okay? Enough with the negatives. That did almost cost us the game. But thank God for a guy named Ifatu Melinfawu. This guy, Ify, has been balling out the last few games. Coming up with huge plays. You know, just playing his heart out. And this is another guy who's emerging as one of our top playmakers over the last few weeks, who was, you know, maybe a, a mid-round pick for Brad Holmes a few years ago. Uh, a mid-draft class pick, you know, later round. Not, not one of those first ones. But he's really becoming an X-factor on this defense against the Broncos. Had the nice strip sack, which we saw Bugs almost run back for a touchdown. If Fatu wanted it, he wanted to run it all the way. It didn't happen. It's okay. We got to see Bugs rumbling, stumbling, bumbling that game. And then, of course, this game almost gets another strip sack. Very close. I think that, you know, if we would have got the ball there, they probably would have said that his arm was slightly moving forward. Who knows? But he almost got there. And then, of course, with the biggest play of the day, 
sealing that victory with that end of the game interception, just, you know, ball hawking it. A lot of people are blaming Nick Mullins' throw, saying that it was an easy pick because of that. Um, you know, the, the throw was terrible, but I think that Hutch's pressure caused a little bit of that. And, you know, if if he made a great, great break on that ball, no matter what, made a great play. And how many times has it gone against us over the last 30 years? So I'll take that all day. Throw me a duck to win the division championship. I don't care. We're champs. What's done is done. And it happened. But Melon Fawu just stepping it up huge for us over these last few weeks. I was a little iffy <laughs> on the move when they first made it. Because, you know, I was like, oh, they're going to sit Tracy Walker. Okay. Whatever, you know. And uh, Tracy hadn't had the strongest of weeks leading up to uh, Ifatu taking his job. And now we've seen that it was a necessary move. And good on Aaron Glenn if he made that call. Good on the coaches. I love Tracy Walker. I love 21 Savage, you know. he's He's been... He's one of the old guards, as uh, Dan Campbell called it after the game. But, um, you know, he it seems like he's taking it well. He did get in there for a few plays when Kirby Joseph went out for a few plays. But big ups to Ifatu Melanfawu for stepping in there. And, you know, respect to the coaches as well for making that decision because it's paid off. He's been an X-factor on that defense as of late. Uh, let's stay on the defense here while we're here. Kirby Joseph, another good game. Two interceptions. One where he celebrated right after making the pick mid-return, which, <laughs> which was absolutely hilarious to me. Kirby, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Return that thing first and then do your celebration. I know you're excited. It was funny. I don't know. He At least he held on to the ball. That was the thing that scared me the most was, you, you know, went like this, had the ball out there, but he held on to it. Then he still made a, a, a decent return afterwards. But uh, good game for Kirby. Besides, I will say this, you know, um, we'll talk about it real quick. Some tragic news for the Vikings happened. Um, a former Lion, TJ Hawkinson, out for the rest of the season from a hit that Kirby Joseph laid on him. Uh, he tore his ACL and MCL. He's done for. It was, it was a big hit. It was a low hit. But what do you want? Uh, what do you want Kirby to do? Do you want him to go high, hit him in the in the helmet? You know, then we're getting scrutinized for that. Or do you want him to go low? You know, as a DB who's much smaller, that's that's pretty much what you're supposed to do. And I, and it's not Kirby didn't do that on purpose. There's a lot of Minnesota Vikings fans out there right now. You know, they're salty from the loss, whatever. But. They're going around saying, you know, Kirby Joseph is a dirty player and he did this on purpose and all that. Never, never that. And, you know, that I've even saw one. The Lions fans are celebrating TJ Hawkinson getting hurt. That is absolutely not true. And wh why would we celebrate that? We love TJ when he was here. That's not even close to true. We feel bad for TJ. He put in some work while he was here. You know, you hate to see this happen. Injuries happen. And I guarantee you Kirby Joseph feels terrible about it once the news got to him. It's just part of the game. Nobody wants to put anybody out for a season with an injury like that. It's not intentional. You know, Kirby's probably protecting himself at the same time, too. You saw when he went high later, 
against Justin Jefferson. He hurt himself. Kirby Joseph has been known for big hits at times. He comes in flying. The game goes at a crazy speed. This happens. This happens. It's part of the game. Minnesota Vikings fans, if you're listening, this was not intentional. And we feel bad for TJ. Get well soon, TJ. All right, moving on. Moving on. A few other players on the defensive side. To me, who stood out was another one. Brian Branch had a nice game, even though he started off rough on that first series for the defense. You know, getting that holding call that extended the drive would have maybe ended it right there. But if he doesn't hold, maybe they get a touchdown anyways. And then dropping that easy, easy interception in the end zone, which I think maybe if he's running with that momentum, could take it to the house with his speed. But he did make up for it. He got a pick later, and he had a real nice game, had some pass breakups, some tackles, tackles for losses, got to the QB. So a uh, good game on Brian Branch. Overall, uh, you know, defense defense played average to me. They They stepped up when we needed it. They got four turnovers, four picks. Thought the game should have been, you know, not as close since we had that many turnovers. But the defense gave up way too many big plays, even though they got the four picks. So I will give them that. They got the interceptions. Good job. But we got to stop giving up that many big plays. Uh, Justin Jefferson is a freak of nature. The guy is going to do that. He's got a history against the Lions where he puts up big numbers. So I did expect him to get a touchdown that game. Um there was just some plays that was like, come on, man. And I will say that, you know, I, I don't know. There was, there was a few plays during the game that could have sealed the deal for us. You know, that Kaminsky won first, but then Jefferson had a catch there at the end of the game where he went down. It was a long third down. This was right after that sack. And it looked like that ball landed a little short of the first down marker. They didn't review it. On the TV screen, it said fourth and one. And then Mullins goes up, spikes it to stop the clock. That should have been the game right there. That's fourth and one. It's over. But they get in the first down. They didn't even review it. We couldn't. We couldn't throw the challenge flag. It was under two minutes in the fourth quarter. But they should have reviewed that one because the game could have been over right then and there. It didn't matter, though. Didn't matter. Like I said, if Fatu Melon Fawu coming through. But, yeah, the defense should get better real quick here. C.J. Gardner-Johnson getting closer to a return. Um, I think he did go through walkthroughs today. We're going to find out a lot more about CJ's playing time this week in the next few days. It was a walkthrough today. He was on the injury report as limited. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens with CJ GJ. Regardless, the comeback's coming soon. And also some other big news on a comeback. Dan Campbell says they are very close to getting Houston's Clock started on returning to the team and could even start it this week. I hope they do. You know, don't rush it, but if he's ready to go, start that clock up this week because we're going to need him for the playoffs. And if if they do start his return this week, don't expect him to play against Dallas. But maybe he gets in there against Minnesota and definitely, hopefully, should be there by playoff time. But great news that Houston should be coming back. I'm going to talk about the offense real quick, and then I'll get over here. I see you guys are going off. 
you guys are going off over here. So uh, I'm just going to talk about the offense real fast, and then we will get to the comments. I thought that Goff had a good game. Uh, he did what he needed to do. Didn't turn the ball over. Way to be a good game manager, Goff. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him, he's doing well. And that's what we need out of Goff. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, another 100-yard game. The, the guy is just shining. He's the sun god. You need sunglasses when you're watching this guy because he is that magnificent. Another 100-yard game, like I said. That's his eighth this season, which only four other Lions have done in history. And it's his 14th 100-yard gain of his career. Also, he joined the legend Herman Moore as the only two Lions to have multiple seasons with 100-plus receptions. I did not know that until today. I thought maybe Calvin would have done that. But, uh, but yeah, he didn't. Herman Moore and Amon Ra, the only ones in... Lions history to have a hundred receptions in multiple seasons. So good on you, sun God. Keep shining, man. Another guy who impressed again was that of Jameer Gibbs, the rookie. Absolutely worth the 12th overall pick. 100 all-purpose yards. Two rushing touchdowns. He did fumble, but uh made up for it in my mind. You know, um got got the two touchdowns. Montgomery had another decent game as well. Started off nice, had some timely plays, got the touchdown. But, you know, Monty and Gibbs are just killing it right now. Best running back duo in the league. If you ask me, you know, um, they're the first running back duo in franchise history to run for eight plus touchdowns in a single season. And uh, it's, it's not just the running backs who are doing that. We have we have four Lions players, you know, outside of Goff, he's throwing it, he's slinging it, he's got some touchdowns. But we have four Lions players this season with eight-plus touchdowns. You got Montgomery, you got Gibbs, you got Amon Ross St. Brown, and you got Laporta. Impressive. This offense is absolutely cooking, baby. And it speaks on Jared Goff, right, spreading that ball around too. So uh, love to see that. Um, J-Mo also, I think, it had a good game. You know, four catches and made some nice catches. Made some nice moves after the catch, too. He's really emerging right now. And Goff even said today, you know, he, he can really trust him in all situations. And he's made a lot of progress. And you can tell that they have a lot more confidence in him. J-Mo has a lot more confidence in himself. And he's really going to start being a big-time player on this offense moving forward. I love that they're getting them the ball. And when he gets it, he does not want to go down. And you love to see that. A lot of people were calling him weak, but he runs with a purpose. You know, he gets the ball, he jukes you, but then he tries to get extra yard. You know, he's he doesn't want to go down. And you love to see that. He did almost fumble the ball away there towards the goal line early on in the game, but he didn't. You know, it went out of bounds. But you love to see the effort out of J-Mo. He, you know, he's coming along well, definitely want to keep him around you know there was talks earlier in the season everybody's like trade jmo he's worthless he was a wasted pick no he's starting to shine now it just takes time he's still a young player he's getting the system down now and it's showing so expect bigger things from jmo moving forward his stock is rising that's right that's right but we're 11 and 4 baby we're 11 and 4 
We just won the NFC North. How are y'all feeling? We've only been 11 and 4 four times in franchise history this year, 2014, 1991, and 1962. So this is a special year. But I'm gonna get over to these comments. Cause y'all been going off and it's time. It's time. All right. Here we go. Hatter's house. What up? D77 Mac. Good to see you in here. Yeah. Wow. I am backed up way backed up on these comments. So here we go. Going all the way back up. Vraylin said SOL is officially dead. Yes. Loves to see it. Kim, what's up? Good to see you in here. That's my mother. Hello, mother. Denzel Vance. I was last three. I was three last time this happened. Talking about the NFL or the NFC North Championship or Central Championship, what it was back then. Yeah, I was six. It was crazy, man. It's crazy how this is going now. Who's your gotti? What up, NFC North champs? Yes, that is right. Love to see you in here as well. Who's your gotti? Braylon. I was completely wrong about Iffy. Hey, I think a lot of us were. You know, Ifatu Melanfawu, Iffy, that guy, he didn't have the strongest of starts to his career here. Um, I think he started as a corner, and then they, you know, put transitioned him to a safety, which has really panned out for the guy. And he's got that safety build, and he's fast as hell, man. But Ifatu Melanfawu, the guy, just love what he's been doing over the last few weeks, and I hope it continues. I think he's going to continue to get better. He's just starting his shine right now, which is a great thing. Robin's Nest, no, no diapers needed. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about the end of the game. You're right. Didn't need those diapers. Almost. Almost. This close. <laughs> Hatter's house. He's talking to Braylon, says it's halfway dead. Those SOL fans will not stop until we win a playoff game, and some won't stop until we get a Super Bowl. Yeah, there's always going to be those ones. They just love to be miserable. They just love to be miserable. That's the only way I look at it. I don't know. They don't know what to do with the winning team. They like to talk about the draft, you know, uh, four games into the season. They like to look ahead way sooner than we need to. But, no, right now we got to live in this moment, baby. We got to live in this moment. I wasn't an SOL fan, but I, I was used to talking about the draft earlier. And I'm glad that we don't have to now. I'm glad that we don't have to. Joseph, what's up? He said, if it ain't rough, it ain't right. Richard Hamilton quote. Yeah, I love that. I love that quote. And I'm glad that we had to earn it. You know, there was multiple possibilities for us to get a playoff spot prior to this week with help from other teams. And I'm so glad that that didn't happen. You know, this team is a team that loves to go out and earn their keep. And that's what we've been doing all year long. Ever since Dan Campbell's been there, we do it the gritty way. You know, uh, you got to try the hard road to get that full reward. You know, it feels much better to earn it yourself than to have it handed to you. So I would much rather have it this way than any other way. Hatter's house. Yeah, if he surprised me too, like I said. He's surprising a lot of us. Win if he is our best DB. Wow. Okay. That's a bold statement, but I'm not going to argue it as of right now. He's looking like it. He's looking like one of the best ones out there for sure. Hatter's house. 
Kaminsky needs to practice falling on the ball. Yep, I hope they do that all week. I hope he got his ass chewed out. Excuse my language. I hope he got chewed out by Dan Campbell, by Aaron Glenn, by everybody after the game. I know I'm probably not right away after the game because we won. We won the championship. They were celebrating. But I hope they brought him over. They're like, hey, man, come on. You know better than that. We could have sealed that deal way sooner. But it's set up for the theatrics. It's set up for that if I two melon five play. So, you know, and I've watched that play so many times over and over since it happened. My favorite being the Dan Miller call, you know, Lions announcer. It, it, it gave me the chills to say the least, but uh, loved it. Love that it happened. Not the Kaminsky, but love that if he uh, <laughs> if he became the duck hunter, as Robin's Nest says here and got us that game winning pick. Robin's Nest also says it was, but you still have to make the play. Talking about the duck, yeah. And, you know, it, it's other people, other players don't make that play. They still let Justin Jefferson catch the ball. They don't have the instinct, instinct to break on the ball the way that if he did and make that big-time clutch moment play right there. The play still needs to be made. He did almost drop it, but he got it. So he got it. Good point there. All right, where am I at? Hatter's house. Someone should make a meme of the classic duck hunt game with Iffy on the cover. <laughs> yeah, talk to Detroit Lions memes or Lions memes. They make some hilarious memes over there. And that that would be good. You should be hired by them if, if they pay out. D77Mac, Nick, who is the guy that intercepted the pass in the end zone to literally end the game? We're talking about Ifatu, Melon Fawu. That's who we've been talking about. Iffy, he's the man. He's the man. Yep, but that's that's the guy. Get that name in your head moving forward. I see him continuing to make big plays for us, and this is going to be a conflict when C.J. Gardner-Johnson comes back. You know, who who plays more? Because we got Kirby Joseph. We've got Ifatu Melanfawu playing great. You know, it looks like Tracy Walker is kind of going to be riding the bench, maybe just a special teams guy. Maybe an emergency guy from here on out or just a, a certain package guy. But C.J. Gardner coming back, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he's going to want a spot back. So somebody's going to have to bite some time. Is it going to be Brian Branch in the nickel? I don't know. Somebody's going to have to lose some time or maybe C.J. Gardner-Johnson doesn't get that time. We'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting to see how they do this moving forward. Um, you know, I think that they're going to ease C.J. G.J. back. I don't think he's going to like that too much. You know, he loves to be out there on the field. He's going to want to contribute. But when you got these guys playing well week after week, Ifatu Melanfawu, you know, he he's really shown up. I don't think we can bench him right now. Kirby Joseph just had two picks. Now, Kirby can be suspect sometimes, but for the most, time, most part, he's pretty solid. So I don't know what they're going to do here moving forward. But, you know, the, the cornerback position is still a little thin. But that safety room is looking good once again, and it's going to get – this defense is just going to keep getting stronger. It's not a bad thing to have depth, and maybe we can rotate them, keep them fresh, but you got to play the guy who's playing the best football at the time right now, you, and and I don't think we can take Ifatu Melanfabu out with the way he's been playing. You know, he gets to the quarterback. He's making picks. He's breaking up passes. That would be big-time plays. So I think we got to keep rolling with him. But what does it mean for C.J. Gardner-Johnson? What does it mean for Kirby? What does it mean for Branch? What does it mean for this defense? I'm interested to see 
what we do moving forward. What do you guys think we're going to do? Let me know in the comments now that we're rolling. All right. D77 Mac. Greetings and happy new year. Yeah, happy new year, guys. Happy holidays. I hope you all had a great, great holiday weekend. Lions topped it off with that win on Sunday, of course. Hattershaw says, same to you and everyone here. Robin's Nest, 1-7, Hawkinson in Vikings-Lions game. Sucks for him, but at least he is winning now. Oh, man. I don't even want to talk crap about Hawk right now just because of his injury. So, you know, tough break for Hawkinson. Just terrible injury, but Kirby did not do that on purpose to the Vikings fans who think he did. And Lions fans are not celebrating a TJ Hawkinson season-ending injury. Trust that we, we're not like that, okay? Minnesota, get over your loss. I know you guys aren't taking it well, but we're not out here headhunting. This isn't the Sean Payton Lions team. I know Dan did train under him, but I don't think he's bounty hunting, doing any of that. I highly doubt it, and I bet Kirby feels terrible about it, like I said. so. All right. Wynn says, bro, Kirby is a dog. He is. He is. He's an absolute dog, and... Yeah, it's, that's all you can say about him. I mean, I, I love to see what he's doing out there. Hatter's House, I agree with Braylon. No one felt sorry for the Lions these past 30 years. That's right. No one's, no one felt sorry. I don't. So uh, they, they were starting to at the beginning of the season. They're like, oh, Lions are finally winning. You know, let them win. And now, now that we're the champs, you see that narrative change. Because I saw Bears fans. I saw Vikings fans. I saw Packers fans all out there saying, you know what? This, this is when we were first starting to do good. They deserve it. They've waited forever, you know. But now, now that we're the champs, it's all hate. And I love it. Embrace this. You know, don't don't get discouraged when a Vikings fan or a Packers fan or a Bears fan is coming at you with all this hate and trying to discourage you with this. Just tell them, you know what? I, I feel sorry for you. I'm, I, I don't even really, I'm not concerned with you right now. We got bigger and better things that we're focused on right now, you know. And, and this is just proven that we're here. We're here. We're making our noise. We're doing the right thing. When we got haters, you know you're doing the right thing. So keep the hate. Keep it coming. Because all that proves to me is that just salty Vikings fans. Is that just salty Bears fans and Packers fans. And to be honest, out of all three of the division rivals, the Packers fans are kind of being the most humble about us winning the division. I've seen Bears fans going crazy trying to make fun of us for certain things. Same with the Vikings fans. Keep trying because we're the champs. You can't change that. All right? So eat that L, and we'll see you in two weeks. All right, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Who's your gotti? Them attacking Kirby's character is more upsetting than them complaining about their loss and excuses. It is. It is. And they're they're going to do that. They're hurt right now. They're just hurt. They're butt hurt. They're grasping at straws. They're holding on to whatever they can because they have no chance of winning the division. So they're going to cry. We know Kirby ain't like that. We know how Kirby is. We know he is not out there trying to injure players. It's part of the game. So Minnesota can keep crying. Joseph, 
Minnesota had the ball 20 minutes and rolled up a lot of yardage. Yes, we need we need to cut down on those big time plays. I mentioned this earlier, you know, the turnovers were great. That really helped us out tremendously, you know, without those it's looking looking grim. But um yeah, we need to cut down on those big plays. Justin Jefferson is a beast. He made some some insane catches. That touchdown, you know, Cam Sutton falls but still, still the catch, the, the one at the end of the half I'm talking about, that that was a pretty good catch. You know, I don't think every receiver is making that. And Mullins just tossed it up in the air. Same thing on that third and 27. He just threw it up there. And Jefferson went up and made a Megatron-style catch over two defenders. So it, it big, big plays. And a lot of people are saying, you know, Mullins... How do we give up this many yards to him? Well, you know, he's a gunslinger. And when he was with San Francisco, he was putting up big numbers. He, he just threw a lot of picks. That's what he does. He takes chances. He can throw the ball, and he can throw it far. He's got a strong arm, and he's not scared to take risks. So with big-time receivers, you're going to get big-time plays. Yes, we shouldn't have made that, let up that many big-time plays. But Mullins did also what he did. You know, he takes the risks, and it costs him. We got four picks, but defense got to step up. Cannot give that many big, big plays. We got a big time offense that we're playing against this week, and we got to cut down on those big plays. All right. Brilliant says James Houston could return to practice. Even great news. Yeah. Mentioned that James Houston coming back will be big time for us. Patty Grimes, good to see you in here. What's up? Win McNeil. When will he be back? Well, he's on the IR, so I believe he's got... Uh, when do we put him on IR? We, I think he's got... I think he can come back the last game, and then he can come back for the playoffs. So expect that to happen. I bet they rest him until the playoffs. He's a big-time factor. We're missing McNeil, but we're managing. But, yes, we need Aleem the Dream back ASAP. T77 Mac. We just might need a bit more workouts on the weights for strength and on the bicycle for endurance. Just a thought. Yeah, you know, uh, they they at this point in the season, they're probably tired. You don't want to tire them out any more than they need to, but any extra help to to get a little bit beefed up, you know, get a little bit more of your wind about you is always good. Never hurts. Never hurts. Robin's Nest, Dan, winning record, Campbell. Yeah, and, you know, um, they have 20 wins over the last two seasons, this Lions team does, which is the most in consecutive seasons back-to-back. Dan Campbell, we love you. Dan Campbell, we love you, man. Thank you so much for what you're doing for this team. All righty. Patty Grimes, my golf jersey came in the mail today. That is awesome. Happy holidays to you. Jared Goff, I've been thinking about getting a Goff jersey, but I think my next one has got to be a Gibbs. I think my next one's got to be a Gibbs. Either that or Amon Ra. I still don't have the sun god. I keep talking about him. It's got to be Amon Ra. It's got to be Amon Ra. All right. (laughs) All right, here we go. Patty Grimes, now I need Barry Sanders jersey and Herman Moore. Yeah, hell yeah. Those two legends. I got a Barry. I would love a Herman Moore. Win, I have a Hutch jersey. All right, we're talking about the jerseys. <laughs> Win also says 40 to 41. Lions over the Cowgirls. Okay, we're almost through these comments, then we'll talk about the game coming up. But Hatter's House says CJGJ, McNeil, and Houston coming back. 
will make a big difference, definitely. And they're all going to be there for the playoffs. And we can talk playoffs now, baby. We're locked in. We're the division champs. We are locked and loaded, ready to go for the offseason. First ever postseason game in Detroit. Well, not in Detroit, but at Ford Field. First ever playoff game hosted by the Lions at Ford Field. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be electric. If you have an extra ticket and you need somebody to cover the costs, hit up your boy. I'll come in for the game. I need to see this Lions playoff game. (laughs) But I'll be just as fine sitting on my couch watching it as long as they get the W. But we have much more work to do before we get to the playoffs. Much more work to do before we get to the playoffs. D77, Matt, got to go. Take care of y'all. Go Lions beat Dallas. Happy New Year, brother. Yes, Happy New Year to you as well. Hate to see you leave. Probably already gone, but good to see you in here. Hatter's house. I feel great. The key is to remain locked in. That is right. You got, we got to stay locked in. Dan Campbell talked about it. That's going to be their biggest challenge moving forward is to not be complacent. You know, we're champs now, but we got to stay hungry. There's still more to fight for. We could get that number one seed, which I'm going to talk about real soon here. Almost through the comments, almost caught up here. Rick, good to see you in here. Better late than never. That's right. You can put your comments in here. We can double talk about some things. It's all good. But good to see you in here. As you can see, the stream is working much better. (laughs) Billy, I would still, I would sit all injured players returning from IR until the playoffs. Yep, I agree. Um, Aleem doesn't need to be coming back right now. And Houston, I don't think needs to either. If he does come back, you know, let him let him get a few reps. Still risky, but just get him back up to game speed a little bit. You know, I, I know that these guys are pros and they can come back and do it, but it's always nice to see a few game speed reps before you make your big time return. But, but you know, these guys can do it the day that they return. I don't know. It, it is a good idea, though. I would definitely Aleem and Houston save for the playoffs. CJ Gardner-Johnson, I know, is eager to get back there, though, so he's probably going to play here very soon. Very soon. Rick Grit says, SOL is dead. Those fans don't control that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's as dead as... it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There's still going to be those haters out there. Billy... Already said that. Already read that. John Peterson, you're not cutting out. That's right. I'm not cutting out today. That's good. That's good. Raylan Dennis, move Walker to special teams. CJ, GJ in. You know, I think that's already kind of the case, though, because Tracy Walker has been replaced by Ifatu Millen Fawu. So it's it's Kirby. It's Iffy. And then we got Brian Branch playing that nickel spot where CJ, GJ, he can play those three positions he can play you know strong safety free safety nickel it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where they move forward with this you know i i don't know it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting rick vikings fans are as sour as lime tree yeah i was kind of shocked by how they're acting and responding to this i know you know everybody's upset when you realize you can't win the division and you might possibly not make the playoffs now, especially from this game. They were hoping they were going to run the table and win the North. Well, sorry, ain't going to happen. We're the Kings. We're the new Kings. But, yeah, I'm shocked at how sour they are. 
they're acting like some Packers fans in the past, some Bears fans. You know, they're they're being pretty, pretty sour about this. And normally they're pretty humble. At least in the past is what I thought with my encounters. Today, after that loss, not so much. All good. Love to see it. Embrace it. We're getting the hate now because we're on top. Like I said before, they all wanted to, oh, the lovable losers. Well, now, guess what? Not so much. Huh. Now you hate us because you ain't us. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Hatter's house. Everyone trying to put an asterisk on our season. It's comical. Yeah, they could keep doing that. Keep trying. Keep trying to say, you know, this wasn't deserved. Oh, 11 wins. Well, look at their division. Get out of here with that. And I love that you pointed that out. You know, they were saying that about the Chiefs, but then somebody else goes and beats the Chiefs. And they're, oh, my God, look at this. We lost to the Ravens, got blown out. We're frauds. I'm not seeing Stephen A. calling San Francisco frauds the way he was Detroit fraud, like, you know, after that game. But, you know, it's everybody else has got a pass except for Detroit. We got to earn ours, like I said, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Keep hating on us. Keep putting us down. We're going to keep proving you wrong because that's what type of team this is. All right. Rick says, Hatter's House, the asterisk on our season is... Started 10 different O-linemen combinations. That's right, baby. Yeah, you can't deny that. They all want to talk about all these injuries. We've been battling through them, too. I don't care what anybody says. And, and look, at top, some of our top players still on IR right now. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson coming off of it, maybe about to get his first start or just playing time again this week. Maybe not. Who knows? But we've been bat battling through injuries just the way other teams have as well. Our O-line is our strength. And they've been beat up all year long, like you said, 10 different combinations. So other teams can get out of here with their excuses or other fan bases and saying, oh, the Lions been healthy. They haven't had to go through this bull crap. We have, and we're dealing with it in the best way we can with 11 wins, baby. That's right. And more to come and more to come. Hatter's, Hatter's House agrees with Rick. Jay Mommy, good to see you in here. The Lions need to get... The Dallas win, that could end up being a tiebreaker of, yep, and let's let's get into it because I see Hatter's House talking about it right now. Yes, we we have, this is a big-time game against Dallas coming up here. You know, not only are they looking to get back into, you know, the lead of their division, they lost this week. They're trying to bounce back. They're not looking so hot. They're back at home. They play good at home. It's going to be tough. But if we win this game against Dallas, we then own the tiebreaker with Philly. So right now, Philadelphia is in the two seed. We're in the three seed, and San Francisco is in the one seed. We still have a chance with San Francisco losing on Monday night now to get that one seed. And we have a really good chance to get that two seed. Now, this is what can happen. If we win out, we own the tiebreaker with common opponents against Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia. So we get the tiebreaker over Philadelphia if we beat Dallas. So we would move to the two seed and we would get the two seed no matter what if we win out. At least the two seed, no matter what. Now, if the Niners lose one more game and we win out, we get the one seed no matter what. Not saying it's going to happen. But there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance? 
There's a chance. They don't have the toughest of schedules moving forward. Philly has the Cardinals at home, and then they go on the road against the Giants. But the Giants gave them a pretty tough tough game in Philly. They could drop one, and we don't really need them to, so it doesn't matter. As long as we take care of business ourselves, we at least get the two seed. Now, the Niners, they got the Commanders, who do play tough. I don't see the Niners losing that game. Who knows, though? It's the NFL any, any given Sunday. But then they got the Rams, and the Rams are going to be fighting for playoff position, fighting to maybe make the playoffs. And they've been hot lately. So the Niners could possibly drop that game. And if they do, and if we take care of our business and win out, we're the number one seed, baby. But no matter what, win out, we get that number two seed. And if we win the wild card that first game, that first week, then we get two home home games, which would be amazing in the playoffs. Either way, we win out. Things are looking good for this team. So there's much more to be done after this division championship. All the players were saying it. They're saying we're not done yet. More work to do, which you love to see. Dan Campbell said that's going to be their biggest enemy is, you know, staying hungry. So hopefully the team can do that because there is a lot more to play for still. And it all starts this week against Dallas. Now, we're going to Dallas and they're pretty good at home. They're pretty good at home. They got a high powered offense at home. They haven't been playing that well on the road. Like I said, they're coming off of. Some tough weeks, some rough weeks. They're going to want to bounce back. So we're going to have to come out with all the stops once again. Now, obviously, this isn't a must win because we're in the playoffs. We won the division. But if we want better seeding, we got to get this W. And I think we got to keep rolling. Get the win. Build the confidence. Show the rest of the league we're nothing to be played with. And, and I think we have the team that can take down this team. You know, I think we have the formula. We've seen how Dallas has lost in the past. They get punched in the mouth. We got to do that. We got the O-line. We got the running back duo to take down the Cowboys, and I think that we will. I want to see your comments. I want to see your score predictions in the comments. We'll talk a little bit more about the game. But, um, yeah, I, I have the Lions winning in a shootout 42 to 38 42 38 and we move to the number two seed um big game big game but we got the formula like i said punch them in the mouth run the ball down their throat don't let up it's gonna set up the play action then we can pass a lot more but i don't want to see us pass first (laughs) i don't want to see us come out there And try to hang with them through the air. I know we can. But their weakness. Is that run defense. And we got the offense. To expose that. We can run over them all damn day. And we better. So Ben Johnson if you're listening. Just run the ball. Offensive line if you're listening. Bully the crap out of these moes. Just, Just punch them in the mouth. Get nasty. Get aggressive. Be the bully. Be the more physical team, and we'll come away with that win. All right, I'm going to see over here in the comments. 
All right. Jay Mommy says the 49ers loss. Also, that makes things interesting. Yeah, we just talked about it. I'm late over here to the comments, but I see you guys going off. I appreciate it. Rick, keys to beating the Cowboys. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Exactly. We're agreeing. We're agreeing here. We just got to run it down their throats and we'll be fine. In my eyes, Hatter's House have a bunch of cowgirl fans here in Cali. <laughs> Gonna be fun getting revenge. Yeah, I got a few friends who are Cowboys fans, and you know we've already been talking. And I love that the game is on Saturday night once again. You know the Lions are dangerous at dark. When that sun goes down, we're dangerous, baby. We're lurking. We're we're in the jungle. We're going through those trees. You better watch out, cause we're coming to bite off those kneecaps, baby. Lions. In prime time, shine. So let's do this once again. Hatter's House making a statement here. Lions by a million. You already know it. I came here for that comment. John Peterson, just win is what he says. That's all we need to do. I don't care how we win. Ugly or not, a win is a win. Take care of business. And we got the two seed for now. And then I'm feeling good going in to last week. It's not going to be easy at home. Minnesota is going to want to come back and try to get some revenge, but take care of this Dallas game and things are looking up. Jay mommy, maybe Rodriguez can get a touchdown on a goal line run. I would love to see that. Get Rodrigo a run at fullback. We already got him the pass, but I want to see Rodrigo get a touchdown. I love that. I absolutely love that. Billy, how many times do you think Goff should throw the ball? I mean, I don't want to see him throw the ball 40 times like he did this game. He was 30 for 40. Uh, I or maybe he threw 30. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Let me let me get my stats correct here. Yeah, 40 times is what he threw it against the Vikings. I don't want to see him throw it 40 times. You know, um, have a nice balanced attack, but have it be run heavy. Of course, if if they're stopping the run, we're gonna have to adjust and go away from it. But I think that we're not gonna need to. I think we can run the ball down their throats all day long. Offensive line is just going to have to get nasty, which we do. And the running backs are going to have to run with a purpose, which they do. But, um, you know, Goff, I would say 20 to 25 passes would be solid. You know, that that would be solid. They're going to pass the ball. We got to get the sun god the ball. Get J-Mo the ball. Laporta, get him worked in there, which I was surprised to see he didn't get more work. But that's the beauty about this offense. When one guy doesn't shine that day, another guy does another day. And the sun god's always shining. So uh, this this offense, you love to see it. And I do expect them to still throw the ball. But I want, I want them to really set the tone and show the, the Cowboys, look, it, we're, we can do this all day if we want. And we're going to. And then we're going to play action you. And we're going to throw it over the top. And we're going to score a tutty. That's just the way I want to do it. I think they know... The formula to beating the Cowboys, we've seen it. They've been exposed every single time that they've lost this year. That's kind of the way they lose. They get punched in the mouth. That Arizona game that they lost, maybe a fluke, but, you know, the Niners, the Bills, the way that they beat the Cowboys, they just absolutely bullied them. And that's what I want to see us do going in there. But, yeah, that's... uh. That's probably going to do it for my episode today. Unless you have any more questions, I'm just happy that I am not glitching today. And I'm very happy even more. I mean, I can't stress it enough or emphasize it enough that we are the NFC North champs, baby. That's right. 
embrace it, enjoy it. Who knows the next time we're going to get this? You know, last time that we did it, <laughs> I think a lot of fans are like, yeah, we're back to back, baby. It's happening again next year. It's definitely going to happen again within the next few years. I don't see this team being like the old Lions. Definitely not. I see Dan Campbell and the boys continuing to roll year after year after year. But enjoy this while we got it. And let's keep rolling. This is a special season for those who thought that we were counted out from winning the Super Bowl. Not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. You know, um, the Niners looking vulnerable after the Ravens game. And, you know, Brock Purdy, not what everybody thought he was. I've been saying this all year. Brock Purdy's going to Brock Purdy. He's going to Iowa State. They've proven they can't play when they're down. So if we ever face the Niners, we just got to hop on them quick and keep on rolling. They're going to get frustrated. We've seen the key to victory over the Niners. Philadelphia has shown its holes. You know, the Rams are hot right now. But but pretty much, to me, the NFC is anybody's game. Everybody was saying it's going through San Francisco. Well, you know, it might because they might get the first seed. But they're not as tough-looking as they were a week ago. And I think that we definitely have the team that if we play our best game, we can beat anybody. So that's what I'll say there. I do see a few more comments I will address these comments before we get out of here. Jay Mommy says, speaking of running the ball, doesn't Gibbs lead the league in 20-yard runs? Yes, he absolutely does, and he's a rookie. Lewis Riddick said that he is going to be a top candidate for MVP in 2024. He's already calling it next year. Lewis Riddick predicted the Lions' success this year, last year as well, and has us as Super Bowl contenders. So, Lewis Keep making those predictions. I hope they keep coming true because Gibbs is that dude absolutely worth the 12th overall pick in my eyes. I love what he's doing. Him and Montgomery, best duo in the league at running back, if you ask me. Brand New says, what did I miss? Coney Dogs? <laughs> you missed the whole episode, my man, but it is good to see you in here, Brand New. No matter what, I love to see the familiar names coming back in faces, whatever you want to call it, but... uh. Love that we have the returning returning fans in here because we're all the same. You know, we, we like to just hash it out about the Lions. Hatter's House, Gibbs leads the league in yards per carry too. Gibbs is a top three back. Yeah, I you know, this guy, he had 15 carries. Um, I, I wanted, and then he got four receptions. That's a good amount of touches right there. He had 100 all-purpose yards with two touchdowns. I like those numbers for Gibbs. I like that many touches. Just keep feeding him the ball. We He did fumble, which was unfortunate. If he doesn't there, I think we run away with this game a little bit more. There was a key, few key factors in this game to where we could have blown this game wide open. And Minnesota's not even talking about a close game. Oh, it came down to Zach Mullins, Nick Mullins, whatever. Look it. We could have really opened up that game. We didn't. It came down to the wire. But there were a few things that happened that if it went the other way, Minnesota is getting dominated all day long on Sunday. But yeah, Gibbs, top three back. I know you saw that move that he put on the Minnesota defender too. That little juke move that sent the guy flying. Oh my God. That, <laughs> that was just insane. 
I've watched that probably just as many times as I've watched Iffy's interception. But yeah, that's that's probably going to do it for me. We've been here about an hour. You know how we do. We got a game coming up against the Cowboys. I hope to come back here next week talking about another Lions victory, celebrating a victory Tuesday, and a 12-4 and Lions team in the two seed for the playoffs. You know what I mean? But yeah, until next time, that's going to do it for me. Everybody, it's been a great episode. I told you I would get my Wi-Fi back. We're back. We're good. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody. Touchdown Detroit Lions is back to rolling smoothly, just like the Lions are, baby. Just like the Lions are. Yes, but I hope to see y'all next week. Tuesday, same time every week, 5 p.m. Detroit time, 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. on the West Coast. Till next time, y'all. Peace.